Good evening, brothers and sisters. We have been talking about the great hope that we have when Jesus comes again. We will appear with Him in glory. At the same time, He will be glorified in us because of the fruits that we bear. And uh, so that's why we want to live worthy of this high calling. And we understand that in order to bear fruits in our life, it started with a desire, a good desire that is birthed because we stay in the presence of God, because we are in communion with Him. We allow His words to fill our hearts, fill our life. So eventually, His desire becomes our desire. We're able to hear what He says. Instead of rejecting him, hear what he says. And this desire becomes our desire. And uh, as we nurture this desire, it's birthed in us. And then we want to see that this desire becomes fruits. And uh, to just have a good desire is not enough to bring forth fruits. Many times we have tremendously... Uh, great amount of good desire, but we never pursue it. Either because it's difficult, so we didn't bother about it, or we are so fearful of failure, and, and we, we just dare not, we just dare not attempt uh, the, the thing. Okay, so let's see what we still need in order to bring this good desire to, to become fruits, uh, to produce fruits in our life. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 11. Okay, uh, it says, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you. Verse 11, that our God may make you worthy of His calling, and that by His power, He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness. And your every deed prompted by faith. Your every deed prompted by faith. So you see here, the apostle is praying for the Christian. He said constantly. That means this is, this is in his focus, this is in his mind, that this Christian must live worthy of God's calling. And we, we must bear fruits. And so I hope, listening to the message, we will not just be a Christian, just be a good Christian, go to church, believe God, and do our devotion, and so on. But there is a desire in our hearts to want to bear fruits, that we are crying out to God, just like the apostle, we are praying, God, place those desires in my heart, those good desires. And uh, we, we don't want to just just leave it to God, you know, and say, God didn't give me the desire. You see, it comes because we dwell in His presence, because we, we allow His Word. We understand His will. We understand His purpose. We allow His Word to fill our hearts. And, and out of it, those desires birth forth because we know this is what God wants. God wants us to preach the gospel. God wants us to, to, to help the poor. God wants us to do good. You see, so out of this knowledge, of the Word of God in our hearts, 
desire begins to burst forth. We want to do this. We, we, we think about doing that and so on. Okay, and, and so with those desire, it takes faith to put it into action. Because this desire, it may not be a big thing. It could be a small thing, you know. God wants you to, to talk to this person concerning this. The person's attitude. So it, it, it doesn't cost much, it doesn't take much. But because we never do it, so we, we, we are not comfortable and we are afraid, oh, if I say this, the person will not be my friend, uh, you get offended and this and that. You, you see, a lot of times people have this kind of concern and then they don't do anything about it. Sometimes until it's too late. Then they say, oh, I wish I'd told him. You see, so, so that godly, good desire that God placed in you may be a small thing just like that. It may be a great thing that requires a lot of resources, a human power and, and, and teams to be established. That's beyond your natural ability and strength. So it takes faith, whichever. It takes faith to prompt us, to, to, to cause us to, to act. And that's what it says here. Your every deed prompted by faith. Prompted by faith. So it is not an act, one act in itself, just one deed that we do. Your every deed, after you got that desire, from that desire to become fruits, is a series of decisions maybe. And every step, it is faith that prompts you. Every step is faith that prompts you. Okay, so, so we, we, we really need to believe what God says and, and through faith activate that good desire so that it works to produce fruits. So faith will help us to overcome the fear that we have concerning uh, that that desire that we have. Okay, let's, let's look at the Apostle Paul's example in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 2. He said, We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dare to tell you His gospel in the face of strong opposition. So it's a good desire to preach the gospel. And the Apostle did that in Philippi. And as a result, there was tremendous, and in fact, the word he uses, we were treated outrageously. So you can imagine the kind of suffering, persecution that they went through. They were thrown into the arena to fight against lions as a servant of God. They could have, almost, they could have been killed if not for God's goodness and, and, and saved them. They would have been gone. So when you preach the gospel, you, you, you obey God, and this is what you face. I mean, many of us in church, we don't even face anything near this kind of suffering. And yet you see, oh, Christians, because somebody says something, somebody do something, which is almost, almost nothing, you know, compared with what we're talking about. Oh, they leave the church, they, they, they create a scene, they create 
conflicts and division. And come on, come on. Paul says, you know, we were treated in this way outrageously. Suffer. So when, when they came to Philippi, if you stop at the next destination, what do you do? I think fear would grip our heart, isn't it? We'll be so better, so discouraged that we probably give up. But Paul said, no. We dare to tell you his gospel. In the face of strong opposition, this next destination, Thessalonians, wasn't an easy place. It, there was strong opposition in Thessalonica as well. But Paul says we dare to tell you the gospel with the help of God, with the help of our God. Okay, so we, we really need God's help all the way looking to Him, trusting in Him as we are prompted by faith in every deed, every step of the way, as we plan, as we gather the team, as we sacrifice, give, whatever it takes, the series of, of, of action that it requires for us to eventually reach our destination and produce fruits. It's faith all the way, every step of the way. So we press on until we finish the work, until fruits is uh, produced. And in a journey, we probably need to evaluate what's happened, refine some of our ways, maybe whatever it is, we act in faith. To, to press on, to, to move on. Besides faith, we need love to, for us to labor and to work it through until that desire, that good desire becomes fruit. Let's look at uh, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love. Your labor prompted by love. So, love will uh, give us the, the drive to, to be willing to sacrifice, to, to really work through the, the difficulties. You know, we see in a single mother, the love of the mother, how it sort of prompted her to really slog through in order to bring food to the children, in order for the children to have good education and have a bright future. You know, it's all motivated by love. So love is a force. Love uh, pushes us, prompts us to do things that we would not otherwise do. And uh, we, we really need to have an increasing love in our hearts. Because sometimes it's not that we don't have faith. It's just that we are fed up with people, you know, the way they behave, their attitude, and so on. We just don't want to be bothered with them. Yeah? 
uh, I think we have that kind of experience and we say, ah, forget about that person. You see, it's a person that, that really, uh, or, or the lack of love for that person, uh, shall I say that, that we just want to, to give up and, and don't, want to be, don't want to go through that kind of labor that we need to go through in order to bring about change. And uh, so we really need to increase our love so that that love becomes an overflowing love. That means our love bank is full. And so much so that it overflows. Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 12. He said, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as our, ours does for you. So, sometimes, as I say, it's not because we don't have love, but we don't have enough love. You know, we, we, we need love that overflows so, so that we have a pure motive because we ourselves are fully satisfied by the love of God and, and, and there's no inner needs. But when we do not have that, when our love bank is at a deficit, we want to, well, we serve, we labor, but with a motive to get, to get, to receive, so that we can be satisfied. So that's why it's important that we grow in our love for the Lord, for ourselves, for people, so that we are so satisfied. You know, our love inside is so satisfying. So now we minister, we minister out of a pure motive. And uh, if not, that's why people, when they serve, it, when they do things, they don't get the approval, they don't get the praise, they don't get what they were looking after. Then they get discouraged, they get bitter. And, and I see people leaving church because of that. They leaving, leave the cell group. They don't want to get involved because of that. Because there's a deficit in our love. We do not recognize it. And we blame it on others for not, uh, well, for be, for, for not giving us that kind of uh, uh, reward that we think we deserve. But we look into the life of the apostles. When he served, look at 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 4. He said, on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people but God who test our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to, to cover up greed. God is our witness. We are not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. So Paul is telling these people, the, the reason why they serve and, and minister to them and, and talk to them is out of a pure heart, is out of pure love, pure motive. They know this is what God has assigned to them. They just want to get approval from God. And he's not looking for Praises from them, approval from them, not looking for monetary return or anything from them. And this is what we need, you know. Love prompts us 
to labor, to, to work through in order to see the fruits being, being born uh, in the life of the people. And uh, finally, to have faith, to prompt us to act, to make decision, to have love, to prompt us to labor, to see that desire to become fruits, we still need hope. Hope to endure. Because this journey, even though it's the perfect will of God, because the desire, the good desire is birthed out of our relationship, out of our fellowship, out of the word of God, knowing God's heart and, 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 and mind. So it definitely is the will of God. But yet this journey is full of challenges, is full of, you know, uh, opposition maybe, and suffering, whatever, you know, that, that comes our way. So we need to have endurance. Endurance. Look at First Thessalonians 1.3. He said, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, because of that faith that we have, believing that this desire will become a reality, becomes fruits, that created that, that hope in us. And this hope that we have is, is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at it here. Your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we know this is from God. We know God will see it, that we bear much fruit. And His word already, has already told us, you know, that what we ask will be given. Because we abide in Him, because we abide in His word. Right? So it's His will. And so our hope is in God carrying it out, what He has promised. And our hope is not in people, because people would disappoint us, no matter how good they, they may have been. But they, they could disappoint us. The circumstances, we don't expect circumstances to change for us. Despite of all these things, despite of all those circumstances, our hope is in God. God, by His grace, by His power, will work it out and bring about the desired result eventually. Eventually. So this hope inspires us to endure uh, to the end. And so, how can we persevere? We thank God, the Word of God says He gives us grace. He gives us grace to help us to, to, to endure. So 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. He said, May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strength and strengthen you in every good deed and word. So when we say hope, oh, we, 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 we receive the grace of God. The grace, we, we trust in the grace of God. What are we talking about? Here it tells us that when we go through those sort of situations, first of all, we need to know God loves us. 
right? May our Lord Jesus Christ himself, the God, our Father, who love us. So when you go through those tough times, those challenges, it's not because God doesn't love us, you know, it's, it's God loving us. And then by his grace, he gave us eternal encouragement. So when we say we receive his grace, we have his grace with us, it's his encouragement. And uh, it's not so much because there is the grace of God so we escape those suffering. no. But rather, through his grace, we have eternal encouragement. Remember, it says eternal encouragement. The, your immediate experience, circumstances may not change. But the encouragement comes. You know, God say, oh, if you share in my suffering, then you will share in my glory. Oh, if you have done all these things, you will receive the crown of righteousness. It's not now. It's in the future. It's in eternity. So God will give us grace. God will give us eternal encouragement. But we have to go through what we're facing now. So this eternal encouragement gives us good hope. And it says, encourages our hearts and strengthens us in every good deeds and word. So with this encouragement, it, it gives strength to our heart. We know we can carry on. We know we need to carry on, right? So, so it gives us a strength to, to do what we continue to do, what is right, what is good, what will bring about fruits, despite of people, circumstances, or whatever that works against us. So, we know that when we have done all that is required of us, from desire, working, right through, God is the one who gives the increase. God is the one who gives the, the result. So that's why in, in, in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6, Paul was talking about because people are comparing Apollos and him, this one is better, that one is this and that. But Paul says we are just servants of God, given a task to do. So whether one's plant, the other person water, it is God who gives the increase. And it's God who makes things grow. So we know. We just obey Him. We just submit ourselves to Him by the grace of God. We continue to do what is required, what is good, what is right. But God is the one who gives increase. That's why He gets all the glory. So we know it's by His power, it's by His grace that we see to it that this desire, this good desire, will eventually result in fruits in our life through our life that will bring glory and honor to our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope these uh, few messages will inspire us, will help us to be bold, 
to dare to dream, to dare to desire, good desire, and that will bring us about good fruits, so that Jesus will be glorified. We know that once we receive that desire, we need to allow that desire to be pregnant in us. So we think about it, and then. We see how it can be done, and the intensity to see it happen is a result of the birth of that desire. Because sometimes we just have a good desire and then it's gone, but we think of of it and then it grow. That desire grow. We want to see it happen, so it means it has been impregnated in us. And now we need to nurture it. Through faith, we begin to plan and 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 see it happen. Through love, we are willing to sacrifice. We are willing to labor. We are willing to go out of our ways to make sure it happens. To hope, we are able to endure. The suffering we're able to endure the challenges that is before us, and by His grace we are encouraged, we are strengthened, and by His power working in us, we believe this desire will become the reality. It becomes good fruits that will bring glory and honor to our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope we will dare to break out and 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 see God do great things in our life. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the good plans and purpose that you have given to us. We thank you for your words, releasing us to freedom, to to inspire us to dreams and to have good desire, godly desire in our hearts. And we know you will bring it to pass by your grace and by your power, and Lord, we pray that even as we know your plan, your purpose, your your ways, and the desire that comes from you, faith will be will arise, O oh God, to 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 plan and to 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 act upon that desire, and we pray that that you will continue to minister to us, fill our hearts with your love, so that it will overflow. And and with your grace, Lord, we will be able to endure the challenges that is before us. Bless your people, O God. Cause us to be fruitful people, fruitful church that brings glory and honor to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye bye.